Hello, my name is Gavin McFadden, the Minister of Cardonald Parish Church in Glasgow, and I'd like to welcome you to our service of worship. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the earth. Let's worship God together as we begin with the hymn Tell Out My Soul, The Greatness of the Lord, sung by the Cardonald Ladies' Choir. If you'd like to follow along, the words are in the Mission Praise Hymn Book, number 631. Let's pray together. Dear God, we come to praise you this day for your greatness and goodness, for you are not only great, creating the heavens and the earth which display your glory, but you have shown your goodness to us in giving your Son to be our Saviour, to die for our sins, to overcome death, and to win the victory over the powers of evil. Thank you that through faith in Jesus our Lord, we receive forgiveness for our sins and the gift of life forever by your Spirit. Renew us in hope and joy this day and help us to worship you and receive from your words to us that we may live to serve you 
and bring your love to others. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, for ever. Amen. Let's listen now to God's Word, read from the New International Version of the Bible. Our first Bible reading today is from Psalm 55, verses 1 to 8, and then 16 to 23. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and storm. And on to verse 16 to 23. As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning and noon, I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them, because they have no fear of God. My companion attacks his friends. He violates his covenant. His talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. But you, God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of decay. The bloodthirsty and deceitful will not live out half their days. But as for me, I trust in you. Our second Bible reading is from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Jesus, the great high priest. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 
Our third Bible reading is from the first book of Peter, chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Amen. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. These words of the psalmist about wanting to get away from it all are words that I'm sure we've all felt at one time or another. But especially at this time when many of us have been living through lockdown for many weeks, being at home much more with limitations on our movements outside. And some of us will no doubt have thought how good it would be to be able to get away for a bit, to meet up with friends or family, to do something different from what we've been able to do until now, and maybe even to go away on a holiday. With the slight easing of lockdown in Scotland recently, last week I went with my wife Rosie to our local garden centre. As we were walking around wearing our masks and maintaining our social distance from other shoppers as best we could, I discovered that I was actually quite excited about the visit, looking around all the plants and garden items. While I usually enjoy this kind of visit, it's not usually the sort of thing I get excited about. But it was just because I was now able to do something different that I hadn't been able to do for almost three months. And so I was experiencing in some small measure a sense of release, a sense of freedom even from some of the limitations of lockdown. King David, who was the writer of the 55th Psalm, was, however, expressing something more than just a desire for a change of scene. His words were a deep, heartfelt cry of wanting to escape from the problems and troubling thoughts that seemed to surround him. He mentions in the psalm a close friend who had turned on him, someone he had had a good relationship with in the past. But now this person had said things which had caused David to be deeply disturbed. He says, My thoughts trouble me, and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. It is, of course, possible to try and escape from our problems, to try to put them to one side or to try and find ways of coping with them by not dealing with them directly. For some of us, being in lockdown has simply magnified things. Whether living by oneself or living with others, whether the issues that concern us are to do with our relationships with others or our own internal struggles, 
We haven't been able to just shake off these things by getting out or flying away much as we might like to do. These things are before us. It's interesting how many characters in the Bible do actually try to deal with their problems by running away, by trying to escape even from God's presence. Probably the best known is the prophet Jonah. God told him to go and preach to the people of Nineveh, the city which is still around today in the country of Iraq. But because Jonah had a problem with the people of Nineveh, because he didn't like them, he didn't want to take God's word to them. And so he ran away. And he tried to go the exact opposite way from which he knew God wanted him to go. Now we know how the story turns out. Eventually God did lead him back and he repented of his disobedience and preached to the people of Nineveh. Then much to Jonah's annoyance and dismay, the people of Nineveh listened to God's words of warning and turned from their wrong ways of living. And God was merciful with them and saved them. Jesus told a story about a young man who wanted to run away from his problems too. The young man in Jesus' parable was bored and feeling restricted. He wanted to see the lights, to spend his share of his inheritance on doing whatever he pleased. So he asked his father for his share of the family money and ran off to a faraway land. He tried to fly away from his problems to find freedom away from his father who loved him. At first he found excitement in all the wild parties, but when he'd spent all he had, everyone deserted him and he found he was in great need all alone. There is a happy ending. Jesus tells us that the young man had a change of mind. He came to his senses and realised that his father would at least feed him and give him shelter if he went home. But what he hadn't expected was the joy his father had in receiving him back again. He'd expected a telling off, but his father, who in the parable represents God our father, was waiting for him with arms open wide to welcome him. And they had a great party for this son who was lost but was found again. And Jesus' comment was, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I wonder what we do when we find ourselves having to deal with things that trouble us. When we find ourselves thinking along the lines of David in Psalm 55, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. We have a choice to make. While we can't actually fly away from what's troubling us, we can certainly give it a try. We can try and escape the problems we're facing. We can try and distract ourselves. We can try to find comfort in other ways. For example, it might be comfort eating or watching too much television. Or it might be something more destructive to our well-being that we do to try and distract ourselves from our troubles and our painful thoughts. 
But like the lost son who went away in Jesus' parable, sooner or later we're going to find that running away from our troubles isn't a solution. So what are we to do? I'd like to tell you what David, the one who really wanted to get away from his troubles, did. He said, As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. And later on he says, Cast all your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. David is basically saying, I know how awful it is to feel the troubles of the world around me. I know how upsetting it is to have even someone close turn against me and make my life a misery. I know how it is to feel the desire in every fibre of my being, crying out, I must get away, I must flee far away from my troubles and find a place of shelter. Yet even though that's what's happened to me and that's how troubled I feel, yet I will call to God. I'm sure many of us will have heard it being said over and over that we can take all of our lives to God and he'll help us because he cares for us. But the thing is, we don't always do that. We very often try another way of dealing with things. Sometimes that's by trying to avoid dealing with the things that face us seeking distraction or comfort in other ways to help us not to think about it at all. Or we might try to face up to our troubles and deal with them on our own without bringing God into it. Why is that though? Why don't we always come to God first? Why don't we ask him? One reason is we make the storm bigger than God. We think that whatever it is that's troubling us is just too big for God to help us with. Another reason might be that we don't think God really wants to help us. Maybe we're struggling with guilt or shame over our failures to deal well with the difficulties that we're facing. Maybe we think that God's angry with us or not interested in us. Maybe we think that God expects us to sort ourselves out first before coming to him. Whatever our reasoning has been, today God wants us to know this. He is greater than all the storms we can ever face. He knows all our weaknesses, our struggles and our failures. But he isn't waiting to tell us off. He isn't waiting for us to try to sort ourselves out first. Instead, he wants us to know his arms are open for us. He wants us to know that he understands all that we're going through and he only has love and concern for us because he cares for us so much. Remember what we read in Hebrews chapter 4. God knows our weakness. He knows the temptations and challenges we face because he has also faced them through Jesus, who, we're told, has been tempted in every way as we are, 
yet was without sin. And so, as we read, we may approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. How do we respond then? How do we find God's help in our troubles? Peter, in his first letter, gives us two steps. First, he says we need to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand so that he may lift us up in due time. Essentially, that means we say to God, God, I can't do this by myself. Please help me. We're humbling ourselves by acknowledging God is able to do what we can't, that by his mighty hand, he'll lift us up in due time. It's about putting our trust in God and letting go of the illusion that we can sort everything out by our own strength. The second step is this. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We offload to God all that's on our hearts, all that's in our minds, all the troubling thoughts, all the things that distress us. Because as we do this and keep doing this, we begin to discover the truth of God's care for us as he lightens our load and infuses our hearts with the peace and joy of his loving presence by the Holy Spirit. Our Lord invites us to bring all of us to him. We don't have to leave anything out because whatever concerns us concerns him too. As the American minister Henry Ward Beecher wrote, prayer covers the whole of a person's life. There is no thought, feeling, yearning or desire, however low, trifling or vulgar we may deem it, which if it affects our real interest or happiness, we may not lay before God and be sure of his sympathy. His nature is such that our often coming to him does not tire him. The whole burden of the whole life of every person may be rolled onto God and not weary him, though it has wearied us. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Amen. Let's pray together. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Saviour, that you have come to us in our need and in our trouble and offered your strong hands to lift us up, to cleanse us from our sins, to cover us with your loving presence and to strengthen us to live for your glory as your children called to be lights for others to the life and hope of Christ our Lord. Mighty God, we acknowledge that there are many troubling things around us, things which seem too big for us to take in or know how we should respond. Give us grace and wisdom to live with love and compassion and to be channels of your peace 
and healing to a broken and hurting world. Lord, as we continue to pray for your mercy and deliverance for us from all our troubles and especially from the coronavirus pandemic, we ask for your special grace for all who care for the sick and the vulnerable and for your wisdom and enabling for all in positions of leadership to know how to act in an ever-changing and challenging time. Compassionate God, we pray now for all known to us who are in need of your comfort and healing and peace. We remember especially those who grieve, those who are sick, and those who are troubled in body, mind or spirit. Thank you, Lord for your everlasting care for all your children and the hope we have that you are making all things new. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our great Shepherd and King, in whose name we pray. Amen. Our closing hymn is The Lord's My Shepherd, the 23rd Psalm to the tune by Stuart Townend sung by the Cardonald Ladies' Choir. If you'd like to follow along, the words are in the Mission Praise Hymn Book, number 1008. The Lord's my shepherd, I'm not
We close our service now with a blessing and affirmation of praise to God. May grace and peace be yours in full measure from God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.